This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to Guardians Weekly on the Cleveland Guardians Radio Network. Guardians Weekly is brought to you by Progressive, helping Guardians fans save hundreds on car insurance. everyone welcome to guardians weekly jim rosenhouse along with you from the great pacific northwest guardians in seattle to open the season and we find ourselves at t-mobile park this weekend as the guardians are getting ready for games three and four of their season opening series with the mariners and the first two games of the season well opening night kind of a tradition of late for cleveland to struggle in an opener as they were shut out 3-0 by the Mariners on Thursday night. And uh, along the way, that means they've dropped 11 of their last 15 opening day or night games. It's been a, a real struggle. And if you go back to the 1999 season, they've dropped 17 of their last 25 openers. And on Thursday night, great pitching from Shane Bieber, but uh, so too the Mariners received some outstanding pitching from Luis Castillo and Ty France with a three-run home run in the eighth inning. That proved to be the difference for a Mariners victory. But the Guardians bounced back Friday night, and they blasted Seattle by a final score of 9-4. to four. The big hitter offensively was Stephen Kwan. Here's the payoff. Swung on, line left side. Fair ball down the left field line. One run is in. Another run scores. On his way to second is Quan. The ball pops free. He'll hang on right there at second base. And the Guardians are back in front. Two runs scoring on the double by Quan. Boy, classic Quan just served it down that left field line. It was slicing and landed on the chalk before it even got to the outfield grass. But with the infield at third, Suarez with his feet on the grass, he had no chance. And Quan's double not only puts the Guardians back in front, but it ends the night for Robbie Ray. The payoff is on its way. Swung on, line drive, base hit left field. That scores one. Zanino's being waved home. The throw is cut. Zanino scores, and Quan comes through again. A two-run single, and the Guardians now lead 7-4 as Quan has a five-RBI night, and we're only in the fifth inning. 
Ahmed Rosario and Josh Naylor also chipped in with RBI singles, and it was a 9-4 Guardians win, win number one on the season. So that was on the field on opening weekend. Off the field, some great news for two keys to the Guardians' fortunes in this 2023 season, and they certainly were big factors in a big year last season. Second baseman Andre Jimenez, the Gold Glove Award winner who had an outstanding season at the plate. He was signed to a contract of seven seasons that could keep him in Cleveland through the 2029 campaign and actually on into the 2030 season if the club picks up an option there. So great news for Jimenez and also reliever Trevor Steffen inked a four-year deal that with options could keep him with the ball club through the 2028 season. We had a chance to catch up with both. First, Andres Jimenez with some translation help from Augie Rivero. And uh, Andres talked about the contract extension and what the Guardian's commitment means to him. Yeah, first of all, you know, thankful to the organization for the trust, but also thankful to God for the opportunity to play baseball. And I feel it's really special, everything that's going on and, and you know, all the, the different things that are going on with the organization, the group of players that we have, the chemistry that we're building, and everything we've been working both inside and outside the field as, as a team. I'm just very anxious for the season to start to get the, the season going and see what we can do and, and, and improve what we did compared to last year. This time a year ago, you weren't sure that the opportunity would be there to do what you did last year. Uh, how did that all come together so fast for you, do you think? Uh, I don't know, I don't have the answer for that. But it's crazy, I mean, everything changed quickly. Um, but I don't know, I don't have the answer right now for that. It's just, you know, blessed to, to be able to play the game, stay healthy. And honestly, you know, try to do my best, but I don't have the answer for, for that. And it's crazy. Seattle is always special. Uh, here was the moment when almost they sent me down here on 2021. And, you know, it's crazy how the baseball goes, you know. We have to be, you know, tied to try to stay in the, in the present and try to, to be the best that you can. You mentioned uh, those times like here in Seattle. Um, belief in yourself, how important is that to you? A lot. Um, I will say that that's the most important team, believe, believe in yourself and your, your ability, trust your skills. And, you know, you're going to have, you know, bad moments and good moments. Just have to, you have to try to be the, the same guy, uh, try to work every single day, every single day. And, you know, good things can happen. <laughs> and you mentioned good things happening, obviously, a, a long-term contract. Uh, sure it's great to you but the reaction from your family and, and close friends no muy especial la verdad o sea no no tengo palabras para ponerlo en en contexto lo que lo que ocurrió con mi familia it's really hard to put those words into context, you know, how meaningful it is, how special. And obviously now that it's officially signed, that's when I was able to call my wife, my mom, my grandma. And, you know, there were some tears of happiness to just share this moment. Obviously, it's something that we were expecting at some point in my career. Not sure when or how long it was going to take for it to happen. So we're really happy and blessed that it happened right now. Trevor Steffen, same thing today. Uh, and he just said how excited he is to be with this group now for a while. Is that a, a huge factor for you? Yeah, I mean, everything that we live in on the clubhouse at this moment and what we lived last year, it was really special. Um, yeah, of course, uh, it gave me motivation, you know, to share the clubhouse with those guys. 
and have fun. Have fun for the next couple of years that we're, we, are we are building here. It's really fun. At second baseman, Andres Jimenez, the proud owner of a seven-year contract that will keep him in Cleveland potentially through the 2030 season. And thanks, as always, to Augie Rivero for the translation help. Also signing a contract extension of four seasons could keep him with uh, the options picked up with Cleveland through 2028, Trevor Steffen. And he talked about some of the factors that made it the right decision at the right time. Yeah, I just think uh, being in this organization, they uh, take pride in pitching, and uh, I feel like this org gives me the best chance to uh, you know, perform pitching this league for a long time, and I felt like it was a great fit from the jump. So uh, when they approached me with the extension, it's something I wanted to you know, get done and uh, you know, keep playing in this league for as long as I can. Obviously, there, there's things from that perspective that, that are very important to you. The fact that they took a chance on you with a Rule 5 pick, did, does that make it even more meaningful, you think? Yeah, yeah uh, I mean, it's just kind of part of the story. I haven't really thought about it in that terms. Uh, you know, I'm just glad I got that opportunity. I wanted that opportunity when, uh, whenever it happened. The Yankees left me off the roster. I was at home during COVID, and uh, I felt like I could pitch in this league, and I just wanted somebody to take a chance, and I'm glad it was Cleveland. What's allowed you to progress seemingly very quickly into a real prominent role here, you think? Yeah, I think, honestly, just switching over to a reliever uh, is probably the most helpful thing. I think that benefited the game the most, just uh, pitched my strengths. Uh, and then adding, a, obviously, the split finger has been kind of the, the catalyst for sure. And when you look at, at being part of a bullpen, you know you're going to be here a while now. Uh, how important is it the the pitchers down there? And I know that there'll be some turnover along the way, but at least for what you have right now, how important is that? Yeah, it's always a nice thing when uh, you know you can show up and just you know focus on the uh, the task in hand that day and just kind of go about your business with a little stability. But uh, I don't really think too much changes, honestly. So. And when you look at your spring, you're mentioning that uh, they approached you, and then when that first started happening. Uh, is it hard to, to stay focused on the task at hand getting ready for a season when you know that something really special could happen? A little bit. I think uh, the excitement grew for sure, but uh, I just tried to let my agents handle that and kind of just focus on getting ready for the season. That's Trevor Steffen, and uh, he's off to a nice start in the young season as he's appeared in both of the first two games and has pitched extremely well in both of those contests. So Jimenez and Steffen in the fold for a while, and you piggyback that onto last year's contracts and extensions for Jose Ramirez, Miles Straw, and Emmanuel Classe, and the Guardians really putting together a nice core. And, and that was the kind of the common theme there you may have heard with uh, Jimenez and Stefan. They really like the direction of where the team is going, and they're going to be a big part of that in the years ahead. Stay with us. When we come back, we will visit with Tim Heron. He's on the ball club to start the season. There were so many rookies that made their major league debuts a year ago, 17 in fact. And when Heron takes the mound here in 2023, he will be the first of what could be many, but uh, certainly the first of this 2023 season. That's next as we continue on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network. Score, pass, out of bounds. Those are sports words. Some people hear any sports word and they can't help but listen. Like drive. Drive is another sports word. And drivers who switch and save with Progressive could save hundreds. You might say those savings are on par with the best in the league. <laughs> you see, par is also a sports word, so I know you're still listening. And that's called covering our bases. 
Okay, I'm done now. But I'm serious about drivers saving big with Progressive. Now I'm really done. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Potential savings will vary. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Here's the 0-2. Swing and a miss, strike three. Slider got him. Heron with a nice inning after the leadoff single comes back to strike out the next three. What a day for him. A good inning on the day you find out you're going to the big leagues. With the team on opening day, we'll head to the bottom half of the eighth. 5-3, Cleveland over Chicago. Welcome back to Guardians Weekly. Jim Rosenhouse back with you in Seattle at T-Mobile Park where the Guardians are taking on the Mariners this weekend. And on the roster, making the ball club for opening day and beyond is relief pitcher Tim Heron, a big lefty who threw the ball very well in spring training, really made his way through the minor league system a season ago and put himself on the radar, and he took full advantage of his first major league camp and made the ball club by the time camp was finished. We caught up with him early in the week, shortly after he was told he had made the team, and he talked about how he got the news. Yeah, so uh, I got here to the field around noon. Um, sitting in my locker, Carl came up and tapped me on the shoulder, just said, can you come meet with us in the office? So I was like, yeah, of course. And so I get in there and um, we start talking and Tito's saying how, you know, this is time of year, they have to make some tough decisions. Um, and so in my head, I know it could go both ways, whether they're sending me back down or I made the roster. And uh, he congratulated me and told me that um, they're excited to have me on the roster and help them win some games. So. Yeah, I mean, it was a surreal feeling. I mean, I don't know if it even really set in yet. You know, I've been dreaming about this for since I was like four years old. It's just, it's, it's crazy. So when Carl taps you on the shoulder, is, are there still things in your head that say, uh oh, I might be, be going over to the I minor mean, league side for a little bit? Yeah, so definitely that crossed my mind. I know, um, especially like middle of spring training towards this time, a lot of times when you go to the office, it's not always a good thing. Um, so. Like I said, I knew it could have been one way or the other. Um, I thought since it's this late in the in spring training, I knew there was a chance and um, definitely some nerves when I got in there. But um, yeah, just obviously the the end result here is tremendous for you. How about I'm thinking back to when you first reported? Um, what were you hoping to accomplish here this spring? Uh, my biggest thing was just to go out there and compete, open some eyes, um, hopefully let them see that I, I am ready for that level and whether it was to start the season or um, some point this uh, spring or summer, they wanted to call me up. But yeah, I just wanted to come here and com compete, um, try not to do too much, just be myself because I know in the off season they put me on the 40 man for a reason and um, I just I knew um, coming in, just be myself and attack the hitters and do what I can to hopefully 
help the team win and make the roster. And everyone likes to get better as the spring goes along, and, and it seems like you have. What what maybe clicked in at a certain point that, that should every spring, but certainly a, an important one like yeah, this for you? Yeah, I think this being my first major league spring training, I think I put a little bit too much pressure on myself maybe early in spring training. Um, not that the outings were bad per se, but I think um, I was trying to go out there and be like a superhero or something rather than just being myself because um, – but I think I settled in a little bit and kept attacking the strike zone. I think that was big. And part of the reason why I, I got the nod was I was filling up the zone. Um, I wasn't walking a lot of guys. So I, I know that Tito really likes that. Um, he doesn't want guys out there walking people. So that's my biggest thing, attack the strike zone and um, see how it goes. Tim Heron joining us. He was informed earlier today that he's made the ball club for opening day. and. Uh, Tim, you keep referring to attacking the strike zone. That's such a key for every pitcher. And I'm sure everyone wants to do that. What allows you to do that, um, especially lately um, when you moved quickly last year and now this year? Yeah, I mean, I think it kind of clicked into me. Like, when you when you think about it, hitting a baseball is really hard. Um, and when I always got in the most trouble throughout my whole career is always when I was throwing a lot of balls, walking guys, and getting behind in counts. And then I had to, I had to be in the zone a little bit too much. Um, so I think just getting ahead of hitters and making them kind of play my game instead of me trying to cater to them um, really helped me a lot. But yeah, I mean, especially the higher you go up, the, the hitters are going to be better, the approaches are going to be better. Um, so if you're falling behind, it's going to be really hard to get guys out. You're from an athletic family. You have brothers who are, are athletes. And um, what was the reaction when you called home uh, parents and, and, yeah. and other family members? Yeah, so uh, I called my mom and dad first. Um, they were extremely excited. My mom started yelling on the phone uh, when I when I told her. But yeah, I mean, they they've been they've been asking me the last couple of weeks, like, do you know when you'll know? I said I have no idea. I'm just kind of taking it day by day. And whenever they tell me, I either made it or they're sending me back down. I would let them know. Um, when I called them, they were ecstatic. Um, but all my brothers texted me, um, called the girlfriend, told her she was super excited. Um, it's just a really good feeling, kind of surreal, like I said. Um, yeah, it's just it's awesome. We did this interview a lot last year. Seventeen players made their major league debut. Um, a reaction from teammates in there, including veterans. Anybody um, you know coming over and, and saying some things to you? Yeah, yeah. I've had a, I've had a quite a few guys already come up and um, congratulate me. I don't know if it's gotten around the whole locker room, but I've had guys that ask me like, "Hey, did they tell you like you made it?" I was like, "Yeah, they told me and they congratulated me." Um, yeah, I'm just really excited to be a part of this team. Like you said, having so many young guys debut last year and still being a pretty young team, it's, I'm excited to be a part of it and win some ball games. That's Tim Heron, and as of this recording, we haven't seen him yet, but look for him to get into a ball game at some point this weekend and make his major league debut. We'll talk about another player who made the club in a very different circumstance, that is catcher Cam Gallagher. And uh, we'll talk with Gallagher after this short break on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network. Stay tuned, folks. This puppy isn't over. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. 
For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jim Rosenhouse back with you on Guardians Weekly. We're in Seattle this weekend where the Guardians are playing the Mariners, and their next game will be Saturday night, a 6, yeah, make that 9.40 first pitch, 6.40 local time, but 9.40 back in Cleveland. We'll be on the air at 9.05 with the warm-up show and then the series finale Sunday afternoon. That's a 4.10 first pitch Cleveland time with an airtime of 3.35 for the finale. Then it's on to Oakland for a three-game series against the Athletics. Off day Thursday, and then Friday, late afternoon, a 4.05 first pitch. Now make it 4.10 first pitch. The Guardians will take on the Seattle Mariners, these same Mariners, in the home opener at Progressive Field. So a lot of baseball to get things going here in the early stages of the month of April. And uh, a player who's hoping to be a part of that on a regular basis, and will be, is catcher Cam Gallagher. He'll be one of the backup catchers on this ball club. And uh, we talked to Tim Heron before the break, a rookie who will make his major league debut. Gallagher is anything but. He's had a, a strong major league career in a backup role with Kansas City. Came into camp as a, a non-roster invite on one of those minor league deals, but made the ball club. And he says it's a, a different spot for him than many of the young players who were trying to make the team. But he says there's still some some heavy emotions when you finally get that news and while you're waiting for the good news late in spring training. Yeah, I mean, there's always a little bit of uh, anxieties that lead up to the opening day roster. Um, you know, it's always a goal for every one of us in here to make the team and, and contribute to the team and success and win some games this year and get to the playoffs. And, um, you know, it was uh, something that I've anticipated, but you never, you can never really fully like fully expect what's going to happen until you get told you're making the team. So once I hold, once I was told, it was quite a relief and got to share that moment with my family. It was an interesting competition for a catcher spot here because there were several veteran catchers in camp. And then how did that go over the course of the spring? And what were some of the ups and downs for you? Uh, you know, just uh, just learning some of this new staff. Um, you know, I mean, I played against them for a long time coming up playing for the Royals, but just learning a whole new staff, learning all these pitchers. Um, it's challenging sometimes, um, but no, every one of these guys made it so easy. Analytic department, pitching coaches, and everything, and everyone has been super helpful with helping learn some of these guys. But um, you know, it's been started off in camp a little slow with the bat, but uh, starting to come around now. And defensively, I feel really good, and you know, I'm ready to go. Most of your career spent with Kansas City, but I imagine because of that, a, a pretty good familiarity with what happens over here? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know. I remember the first live BP I caught of uh, Bieber. Um, 
he was like, I was, I was after we got done, he threw really well, and I was like, hey, is there anything you would do different? He was like, no, I think we were on the same page with everything. I was like, yeah, I know I've, I faced you quite a bit in my career, but yeah, all these guys are, I faced for, for a little while, and being in the same division, we play each other quite a bit, but now with these new rules, it's a little different now, but um, yeah, it's been, it's been really good. Cam Gallagher joining us has made the ball club as one of the catchers for the Guardians uh, for a long time. You were a backup to Salvador Perez with Kansas City, which yeah. can be a really difficult <laughs> job because he never took time off. Yeah, exactly. um, so when you look at, at this situation here, um, it, it sounds like it could be a little bit different along those lines. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, hopefully I'll be playing a little bit more. Um, you know, I'm just always prepared, even days I'm not playing. You know, just whenever that name gets called on, whether it's a pinch run late in the inning or pinch hit coming in late in games or my starts and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, I think there's going to play a little bit more playing time out there for me and hopefully uh, I can contribute and help this pitching staff and help this team win. Playing with him, did, did that improve your game, just being on that same club? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, um, he's a guy that's wanting to play every day and, you know, it's it's refreshing to you know kind of coming up in this game you, some guys kind of lose that spark a little bit of playing the game we love but that's one thing I definitely took away from him is you know it's a job but if you treat it like a job it's gonna end up being a job but so you got to have the love and, and passion for this game because there's gonna be a lot of ups and downs and that's one thing I'll take from him that he was the same guy who came to the park every day and wanted to play every single game and you know it's something I'll be taking forward in my game. During spring training here, you get to work with Sandy Alomar, one of the, the really good coaches in the game today. What uh, has have you noticed that may set him apart? He, his passion for the game is it's unbelievable. You know, he's we're always catchers are always together, stick together mostly part in spring, uh, forming relationships with these guys and just getting close with each other because we're handling the pitching staff and. You know, he's been awesome helping guys individually, um, you know, getting prepared for some of these pitchers and just helping us in the bullpen, getting ready. And he's been awesome. One of my favorite coaches I've ever had so far. <laughs> Team-wise, uh, you've been with a ball club that's trying to get to a good spot, and now you're with one that made the postseason a year ago. What have you noticed in here this spring that, that's really encouraging? You know, coming into this, this team, I, 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 before I signed here, I noticed that this team was the youngest team in baseball. And, you know, the first thing I came in here is, what's the clubhouse going to be like? The first day I was here, and up until now, it's been, I feel like this is a veteran clubhouse. Like, there's no, everyone has their head on straight. Everyone's ready to go in and, and work. And the end goal is to win the games and get to the postseason and go as far as we can. And, you know, it's been a very smooth transition for me, just getting real or getting familiar with these guys and talking with them and just forming relationships with them. And it's going to be a fun year. So at 30, you could consider yourself a veteran at this point. <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't look at myself as one, but looking around the the, the ages in this in this clubhouse, I I am. But uh, I don't consider myself uh, an older guy in this league. Uh, but you know, for this clubhouse and. The familiarity of this league that I do have, I think it's going to help some of these young guys and and help hopefully pay off. So circling back to the good news about making the ball club, uh, some of the younger guys are saying Tito kind of had him hanging for a little bit. How did it go for you, the conversation? Uh, there was it was pretty. Uh, I wasn't even I didn't even realize I was being told I was making. I thought I was going in to go over some catching stuff because Sandy was the one that called me in. And I get in there, I was like, oh gosh, here we go. And then I'm like, I feel like I'm going to find out. And they were they were pretty <laughs> pretty fast in telling me that I was going to make the team. But it was a very, very big relief just knowing that I made a team and, you know, I can finally figure out where I'm going to be staying and stuff like that. But, yeah, it's, it, was, it was really cool.
That's catcher Cam Gallagher, a veteran who really had to battle to make this ball club, but here he is, one of two extra catchers behind Mike Zanino in a three-catcher core for the Guardians at the start of the season. We'll take a final timeout, then we'll come back and hear from Rob Serfolio, the director of player development for the Guardians. Really good things happening on the farm as they head into a new season, and we'll talk to Rob about that when we continue after this break. Here's the pitch. Swung on, smash to third by Muncie. Down the left field line to head it toward the corner. Naylor will score. Jimenez is around third. He's being waved home to score. And a big two-out, two-run double by Cam Gallagher. His first extra base hit and first RBIs of the spring as he shot that by Muncie at third and down the left field line. And the Guardians cut the Dodger lead in half. It's now 4-2 L.A. At Progressive, we love sports and saving you money, so we bundled them together. Top of the seventh looks like a pitching change as they've set up for a corner kick. The two black belts have entered the mat, and the slider is low and away. He heads the ball to midfield. This is quite a kumate. Here comes the roundhouse. Has it got enough gas to get out of here? Unbelievable. They've bundled their home and auto insurance with Progressive. Kick savings pitch karate. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome back to Guardians Weekly. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from T-Mobile Park in Seattle, where the Guardians are playing the Mariners this weekend. A lot of different ways you can hear our show, of course, on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians radio network. It usually drops at some point on Saturday in and around the Guardians game now that we are in the season. You can also hear it in podcast form wherever you download your favorite podcasts or at cleguardians.com. All the archived editions are there as well. Well, Rob Serfolio is the director of player development for the Guardians. That means he oversees the farm system, and it has been a farm system that has been producing major league talent at an extremely high rate especially in recent seasons as the Guardians again this season at the major league level at the start of the year are fielding the youngest team in major league baseball average age a year younger than the next youngest team so they are young by a lot and that means the farm system is contributing and uh, we had a chance to catch up with Rob at the tail end of spring training and he says as a whole the farm system is in a great place. Yeah, we're, we're excited. I know building on last year, we had so many guys get the opportunity to, to make their major league debut. And the hope is we've continued to position our, our major league team with some strong depth behind them for hopefully guys that can come up there and help us win some ball games. So whether it's AAA, AA with some of our younger 40-man players that are kind of, you know, the 
quote unquote prospects that are close to getting their first opportunity or even further down in, in a balls and, and rookie ball levels we're we're excited with with a lot of the talent that our scouting groups have been able to to bring in and uh, we've been able to work with so far here in spring training and through the off season so hopefully position for another successful year you know kind of top to bottom and you mentioned the amount of players who contributed at the major league level a year ago um, your teams also played winning baseball and i know several players rep uh, reference that when talking about coming up here and being ready to win. How is that balance? How do you strike that balance between winning teams and also developing prospects? It's one of the age-old debates and one of my favorite topics. And here we believe that developing good players is a byproduct of winning. And so we lean into, we want these guys to feel what it's like to play meaningful baseball at the end of their seasons. And the way that it works in the minor leagues is kind of by half and you can win a half, which gives you a chance later in the year to play in the playoffs. But like, we care about that. That's meaningful. You can't just flip a switch in the major leagues and guys all of a sudden know how to win. So we embrace the develop while hopefully winning conversation. And our managers do a tremendous job of that as well. Um, and so it becomes like just a, a fun thing that, that we really preach to all of our players top to bottom is we're here to develop. We're here to help you accomplish your goals first and foremost, and we're going to push you during the season to balance the, the stressors of performance, but also your long-term development. But if we're all doing that well, I think a byproduct of that is winning baseball games and talking about winning and caring about winning. And, you know, that's something that gets preached top to bottom. And when you talk about winning baseball games, is that where you maybe it's counterintuitive to someone who wants to put up stats? Sometimes you have to give yourself up if you're an offensive player or even on the mound. Maybe there are certain things that you do that that aren't necessarily going to benefit you but might the team? Certainly. That's what happens in the major league level, and we try and mirror as much of Tito's philosophy and like care for teammates. And uh, We talk about that. We screen for that, and we bring guys into the organization as guys that – are going to put their own personal benefit behind that of the team. And again, like a huge credit to our managers go to embodying that and being living, breathing examples of what it's like to be team first. And um, it's not always easy for our players to think about it that way when they're almost in some sense competing against each other for promotions and getting to the next levels and playing time. But we stress that at the major league level, like you don't know what your role is going to be. So, taking that team first and kind of embodying the team first approach is, you know, a huge pillar for just like our grit framework. Spring training. It seems like it's different, say 10 years ago, 20 years ago for minor league players. When, when the big league team was reporting and starting games, minor leaguers were already here. What have you done with, with some of your minor leaguers to, to change how spring training looks for them? Yeah, so a huge part of that's kind of our off-season program that bleeds right into the start of spring training. You know, we've joked a little bit this year is the spring training report date on the minor league side almost doesn't exist anymore in the sense that, you know, all of our groups, especially our physical domains, have just done such a great job of making this building here a, a place that our guys want to train and get ready for the season. So, you know, we have large groups of minor league and even some of our 40-man players training here November, December, January, and we use that to help guys on their ramp up, whether it's position players or pitchers, um, to help get them ready for the season. So 
that January camp almost bleeds right into the start of spring training. So we had close to a hundred minor league players that at some point after the new year were here training with us. And then we kept a large group of those guys. One early on in major league spring training, make sure that Tito and DeMarlo and those guys have some players that are ready to go as we're building up our major league players. We need some security blankets for that, but also like a huge part of getting our own players ready in the minor leagues for the demands of the season. So everything from throwing programs to hitting progressions to our pitchers, similar idea working through kind of their bullpen to live BP to sim games to actually getting in live facing live hitters in a game situation just gives us a longer runway to be able to accomplish that work and and hopefully you know put our our players in a position to have success and avoid injury all right we'll start with Columbus your manager's back let's start right there Andy Tracy seems like uh, he's the perfect fit for that level he is and Love the guy. Um, just the energy and experience that he brings to that level as a former player that was really an up-down guy for most of his career, so just has lived the experience that many of our players at that level face, which just having his experience on that on that staff is incredible. He does such a good job communicating with Tito, uh, you know, our player development group, and um, we're, we're lucky to have what he brings to that locker room, both from his playing experience and just about the the type of environment he creates of high energy and loves to have fun. And um, yeah, it's a it's a competitive advantage for us to have Trace, you know, manning the helm uh, with with the Clippers. Let's look at the starting rotation, and obviously this is such a key because it's that one step below the major league level if there is a need. Some names that that will start there, and and to keep an eye on as it goes. Yeah, I think you know a, a lot of the group that finished the year there of, of Logan Allen, um, who were really excited about some of the offseason work that he put in just to continue to raise the bar of, of his velocity and some of his secondary stuff. Peyton Battenfield, the guy that we got in a trade a couple of years ago, similar, like really pushing the offseason. Um, and then some of our depth 40-man guys of, you know, Xavion Curry and Connor Pilkington. So, um we have some guys that have gotten that taste of major league experience that are continuing to try and raise their own bar for that next opportunity, as well as some some younger prospects that are are waiting for their turn, um, which is exciting. And circling back to where we started, uh, all the things that that the minor league kids have been doing, maybe back to November, uh, from your standpoint and everyone else in player development, this time of year, how excited are you to see them actually play games that count? Yeah, we joke that this last week of spring training is everyone's on their last wit. Tensions are high. It's nice to see some people in different uniforms and 50 straight days out here in in the sun wears on all of us, players, staff, everybody, and just the juice that we get, that extra gear of, okay, the season's here. Uh, we're getting ready to, to get out of here. The trucks are getting loaded. It just kind of brings that – that extra kick that we all need late in spring training to kind of get to the finish line. And it's just exciting time, you know, all the work that you reference, whether it's the guys that have been out here for multiple months, really working on strength and, and power and a lot of the physical attributes that we think lead to, to better baseball players out on the field, time to go put that to work. And um, it's always fun just, you know, our staff too, to be able to get back in a competitive environment and having everyone here in spring training under one roof is is a real treat, and uh, now it's time to go out there and compete. That's Rob Serfolio bringing us up to date on some of the highlights 
in the farm system heading into the season, and we'll catch up with Rob on a regular basis throughout the year, both during the week on the Farm Report and also on this show right here at Guardians Weekly. Well, that's going to do it for this edition of Guardians Weekly, our first of the regular season. Baseball is underway, and the Guardians looking forward to some big things here in 2023, and we'll take you along every step of the way. As always, thanks to Brian Matze for helping to put together our show each week. Until next week, when we join you from back home at Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland, this is Jim Rosenhouse reminding you that you've been listening to Guardians Weekly on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network. Guardians Weekly has been brought to you by Progressive, helping Guardians fans save hundreds on car insurance.